The Pod Buffet. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to The Pod Buffet, a podcast of podcasts and an eclectic mix of flavours. And on today's episode, I have the pleasure of sharing with you a short bonus episode from my friend Brian Miller. Brian has a passion for connections and communications and seeing people thrive. Good stuff here and on YouTube with his TEDx talk, which has been watched almost three and a half million times, his books and his website in general. Brian is a public speaker and performer we can all learn from. I know you will enjoy this and go subscribe or follow so you don't miss the new season of his Beyond Networking podcast. Season five will be bi-weekly, long-form interviews with legends and leaders, balanced by short solo episodes in between. Here's Brian. Hello and welcome to Beyond Networking, the show where we help you build a sustainable career and a meaningful life with the power of human connection. I'm your host, Brian Miller, and this week, I want to talk about the problem of feedback. So imagine you were just leading a team for a couple weeks, a few months, or a year at work on on an important project. This could be at work or a community project, whatever it is. And now that it's done, you want feedback on your performance. Well, the question is this, is it useful to ask for feedback? And if not, what could we do in its place? Feedback is everywhere. Client feedback forms, customer feedback forms, attendee feedback forms, training feedback, management feedback. Please stay on the line at the end of the call to answer a brief two-question survey. Did everybody else just roll their eyes with me? In corporate, we use the term feedback to describe the solicitation of an opinion about a project or an exchange or a product or a program. But I went to school for audio engineering. I have a recording studio built into my house. I've spent 17 years on stage. So when I think of the term feedback, this is the sound that's in my head. You see, in audio terms, feedback is what happens when a microphone gets too close to a speaker. It's loud, it's piercing, it's obnoxious, and nobody wants to hear it. So if you're looking for feedback, the question you need to ask yourself is, do you actually want to improve for next time? Because if you do, you're not likely to find anything helpful here. Because most people are kind, they don't want to offend, and they definitely don't want to rock the boat. Also, people are self-interested, right? Saying something negative to your boss or even your coworker, that just doesn't seem like a good way to get ahead. So you might say, well, I've got the solution. Let's make the feedback form anonymous, right? Well, anonymous feedback isn't any better. Now you have the social media problem. You might get trolls having a laugh, just writing mean things, in which case the feedback is useless. Or worse, you might actually get some genuine criticism that could help you, but how can you tell if it's genuine or a troll without knowing who said it. The person delivering the feedback really matters. If you're a magician, you're going to take a magician's criticism of your sleight of hand technique much more seriously than the average audience heckler. But if you want to improve the show itself, not your technique, but the show, then you want to hear from audience members and not from magicians. But this all brings us to a second problem and really the bigger problem, which is you 
probably don't actually want feedback. You want to be told how great you are and how well the project went. And listen, I'm with you. Criticism is really hard to take with grace, especially when you care about your work and you put your all into it. To have your best efforts cut down is unpleasant. And yet, if you care about your work enough to be hurt by criticism, you probably do actually want to improve. So if feedback isn't going to get it done, what is? Instead of asking for feedback, I would start asking for advice. Advice has a very different tone. Advice is what we do when we care about someone and their success. It's what we give to our closest friends and family. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about unsolicited advice. Ain't nobody ever enjoyed that. But advice, when asked for, is productive for both the giver and the receiver. Okay, let's go back to our team example. You just led a team on a project for a couple of months or a year. Now, you want to improve. So try this. Go to each team member and say something like, I'm really proud of the work we did. Thank you so much for your efforts and your contribution. And bonus points for naming specific contributions here. Still, I know I could do an even better job at leading a team on similar projects in the future. I I want things to be even smoother next time. What advice would you have for me the next time I take on a task like this? Doesn't that feel worlds different from asking for feedback? When it's cloaked as advice, people are much more likely to feel safe offering criticism. And you're more likely to receive it positively, knowing it's coming from a place of love, professionally speaking. They feel heard, you improve, everybody wins. And then there's another huge advantage here, which is that you level the playing field. When you ask for feedback, you reinforce any existing power dynamic. Everyone knows their feedback's going to be ignored if it doesn't suit the powers that be. Like, do you really believe Hilton cares about your opinion? But when you ask for advice, you reduce or even eliminate the power dynamic completely. It doesn't matter if I'm your colleague or the CEO. When I ask for your advice, I'm admitting that there's something you can teach me that I can learn from. So managers, ask your employees for advice. Professors, ask your students for advice. Sales reps, ask your customers for advice. CEOs, ask everyone for advice. Ask your spouse, your mom, or your best friend for advice. Giving and receiving generous advice is a powerful trust-building tool. The more you ask for it, the more you'll receive it, and the better we all become together. Let's get that microphone away from the speaker once and for all. Well, that's it for this week. And hey, if you want to learn seven ways to talk to anyone without looking like an idiot, go to softskillsarehard.com to download an awesome free resource I've got for you. It's called Stop Cringing, Start Connecting. And did you know there's a companion YouTube channel to this podcast? If you enjoy these audio episodes, you can subscribe over at youtube.com slash Magic or click the link in the show notes. That being said, thanks so much for sticking with me. And always remember, our world is a shared experience. Every interaction is meaningful, and every person you meet, even virtually, is important. And we'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this taster from the Pod Buffet. Check out the full podcast by following the links in the episode notes. See you again soon.